Yo, what's goody, what's goody, Latrell in a hoodie. Yo, it's your boy Glenn, aka Snoopy, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And welcome to another episode of the Brother Next Door podcast, where we talk about finances, personal development, and skills to get you further in life through actionable steps and sharing our personal experiences. Today, we are talking about taking chances. Let's get right into it, bro. Man, what are some chances? What, what are some chances? What are some chances that you've taken within your life, with y'all? Uh, the first big chance I took was trying to get away with sleeping during church. What the? <laughs> <laughs> you ever tried sleeping in church next yes. to your grandma? No. Oh I, man, I've fallen asleep in church before. Like, I don't, I don't, wouldn't call that a risk that I've taken, oh, oh. and I wouldn't call that my biggest ri- risk. It was just like one of those things like, oh, I stayed up too late watching cartoons that Saturday night. So it was like, I'm going to fall asleep in church. It wasn't like a, I'm going to try to fall asleep in church. It just, that's just what happened. And then I would get in trouble, of course. But yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I got all types of butt whoopings. Because I knew I wasn't supposed to fall asleep. But look, it must happen. But (laughs) on a serious note, uh, definitely. I, I tried starting a Shopify store, uh, in high school, uh, didn't work out. I mean, for God's sake, I was trying to sell, uh, uh school supplies, <laughs> Shopify. I was trying to sell school supplies on Shopify. I know, I know, I know everybody laughing. Everybody like, what was going through this man's head? But I was, I don't know. I thought. That if people bought it from me, I thought that people were more likely to buy it from me because they knew me rather than buying it from Walmart because I was a small business. It's really what was going through my head, if I'm being completely honest. But that completely failed. It was it, it was terrible. I'm not going to say that's completely wrong when it comes to like thinking about it, but it's not the best way to go about it. I'm yeah, gonna say, but. definitely. And so, I mean, I put in, I put in, you know, I don't even know how much the subscription was back then, but, you know, I paid for that, you know, I put my ego aside, so it cost my ego, I was like, hey, y'all check out my story, this, that, and the third, and so all that, so that was a risk, it wasn't a big risk, but it was definitely a risk of putting myself out there and at least trying uh, to, you know, get a, get a store going and trying to become an entrepreneur. My biggest risk is probably starting this podcast. Hmm. That's fair. Because of how much energy and resources it takes to start one. Like, yes, you can start with the phone, record, and just upload. But I'm trying to provide as much value with the least amount of distractions as possible. Me and Glenn both. And so... I have to edit the episodes. Or well, I, I'd like to edit the episodes. I like to have nice equipment. I'd like to devote more than just an hour of just recording. I like to do research before we record the episodes. So not knowing where this podcast is going and just, you know, saying, hey, we're just gonna go for it and see what happens, I think it's the biggest risk I've taken thus far in my life. What about you, Glenn? Huh. Uh, as far as like taking risks and chances and whatnot throughout life, I would say 
I started out with going off to college because I didn't know if it was actually going to work. Like that unknown part is where it comes to your mind of like taking the chance. So you taking that chance is like not knowing what will happen later on down the future. Like I took the chance and went to university, not knowing if I could actually make it, but knowing that I did have the want and drive to actually do it. And, you know, I'm here now about done, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So that was definitely a place where I kind of started. I would say another area I went into was getting my apartment pretty early on because I didn't need to get an apartment, but I wanted to get an Mm -hmm. apartment. So taking on that responsibility is definitely another risk that I went into because I got my apartment, I guess, what, sophomore year of college. So it's definitely a big jump from being in the dorms to actually being out and living on your own, trying to figure out, you know, how you're going to eat the next day versus, you know, going to the cafeteria and paying for those meal plans or paying for the meal plan to get the swipes for the days. So it's a big jump from those two things because then I had to learn, oh, I need to buy my groceries. I need to plan out what I'm eating for dinner. I need to, you know, wake up and, you know, go to school because I'm not walking distance to all my classes and stuff like that. I need to find a place to study. I need to, you know, all these different things when it comes to getting your own apartment for the first time. Like it was just something that I just knew nothing about. Now, granted, I do I did have enough common sense to make it work for myself. But besides that, it was just insane, in my opinion, at the time to even just go into getting an apartment. I even talked to my dad about getting an apartment and he was against it. He actually uh, told me to stay in the dorm for another year and see how it is and then go get an apartment or then start thinking about that again. But no, I wanted it now. So I even reached out to other people. I was like, hey, I got this, I got that. Uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about me budgeting here? What do you think about me? It took a lot of research, but it, I did what it needed, what I needed to do in order to get what I wanted. And so I ended up making that risk or that chance better for myself, you know, in the long run. It's like, now I'm perfectly fine with going somewhere and leasing an apartment type of thing. I thought that was the scariest thing ever, bro. <laughs> You know, I'm over here yeah. signing my name. Oh, I have to stay with them for an entire year, bro. It's yep. entire. It was just a, an enormous amount of stress to just say that I'm gonna live somewhere for a year. Makes me seem like it makes it seem like I got commitment issues or something. But <laughs> yeah, it was just insane to me that I would do that. Another risk I would like to associate with college was choosing the major that I chose. So I didn't know that I really wanted to be an accountant. I just knew that I liked numbers. So me going out and you know saying that I'm going to be an accountant was kind of a stretch a little bit, even though I knew a little bit of what accountants did. Um, it was a still a little bit of a stretch because I still didn't know I was going to be able to do it type of thing. And so that was definitely another aspect of college that I took in a sort of risky way or chancy way. Another chance I've taken was working all the jobs that have actually worked. So there was one summer that I worked, I kid you not, like three to four different jobs. And guess what? It was to make ends meet for that apartment that I was getting for the very first time. So working those four jobs, it was an enormous amount of stress. It was, you know, how am I going to actually be able to pay the bills type of thing? And it was just another thing that I just had to figure out because if I didn't figure it out, 
it would have turned my chance into getting my very first apartment into me having to probably skip a semester or even a year on school because I don't have or I wouldn't have had the money to make that you know opportunity that I created for myself actually work out. Okay. So it was insane and I'm glad I did it and I'm glad I made ends meet and I'm glad I worked at the, you know, in the maintenance department at my high school. Me doing that opened the door to meeting brand new people. I actually knew, I've known them because my, my high school is pretty small and I've been there my whole life, but it was great getting to see a different side of people because I feel like a lot of people don't treat the maintenance workers in their facilities up to a higher standard than what they really should. Like I feel like they should be treated better than what they actually are being treated as because they do put a lot of work in and there's ton of there's a ton of things that need to be done on a day-to-day basis that go out, you know, unexpectedly just because a product is, you know, faulty. It's just something you can't calculate type of thing just to, you know, know that oh, this is going to happen here. All right, I'll get to work on it now. No, it's none of that. It's all unexpected stuff. So I feel like they should be getting a lot more rep. But taking that chance on that school job or working in the maintenance department at my old high school was big. And I'm glad I did it because I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I learned a ton. Mm -hmm. It put me in a state of being uncomfortable that I was not, you know, ready for or I would say ready for, but I really was ready for it. I just didn't expect the outcome to actually be what it actually ended up being. And then for the other jobs and going into like working for the firm that my mom, my mom, that my friend's mom works at, I went and went ahead and did, you know, some grunt work every morning to night, every night and morning. I would stay up really late trying to work and, you know, make ends meet there and just, you know, scan papers every day and move boxes and throw away stuff like and shred things. It was just plenty of different things, but it made me realize something even greater that, you know, everybody has a role to play. And for mine, it was just that at that time. And so I'm glad I took that chance because I was able to learn even (laughs) more stuff. Like, I don't know if everybody, anybody's getting what I'm, where I'm going with this, but when you do take those chances on all these different things in life, you're able to grow yourself in ways you never even imagined you growing. Mm Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm gonna keep it rolling. <laughs> uh, I took a risk in getting an animal. Yeah, that was <laughs> I would say that was probably the most off the wall risk I've taken. Like I was not planning at all. I was like, I'm ready for it, and I just took it on type of thing. So me and my girlfriend went to the shelter and we looked at animals one day and. I was like, you know what? Getting a cat wouldn't be too bad because they can take care of themselves once they're old enough and they'll be all right at home alone because they ain't going to get into anything or pee or poop on the floor. They actually have a litter box to go use the bathroom in. And evidently, we walked out with a cat. And since then, there's just been a bunch of, you know, here and there, different things and whatnot. And it definitely takes a lot more work than you would anticipate getting an animal would take like cats definitely take a lot of work in my opinion but dogs probably worse <laughs> but yeah now taking that risk has definitely shown that you shouldn't just outright buy something without doing all the research like i should have done more research too but yeah 
Gotcha. So I want to back up to when you got the apartment. What got you over that? I don't want to call it fear, but what got you over that hump of getting the apartment? You can call it fear because I was definitely afraid. Mm -hmm. I was definitely scared of buying an apartment or going out and getting an apartment and leasing. Like what got me over that fear was doing it with some other people for one, like having other people fitting to go through the same thing you're going to go through. I would say that definitely helped. Now, granted, I didn't enjoy the people that I went through it with, but that's a whole different story. But I'm glad I did it with people I knew. Yeah. So doing it with people I knew and then overanalyzing everything. And to be honest with you, I overanalyzed so much that some of the stuff didn't even cost as much as I actually analyzed it out to be. Gotcha. I was actually able to live a lot more frugal than the standards that I was setting for myself. I was I actually had well enough more money, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> than necessary. So when it came to like the budgeting aspect of it, like that was probably one part that I really focused on the most and mm-hmm. making sure I had enough money for rent, food, utilities, making sure I had enough, you know, going through all that. Because for me, it was work in the summer. You don't work in the in school time. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a job as well uh, before moving into that apartment. So that actually helped out a lot more than I anticipated it doing. I didn't even expect to get the job, but I ended up getting that job while I was working the four job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like a lot of planning and trying to execute and trying to actually make ends meet. Because for me, I really wanted to have an apartment, yep. especially since being an RA didn't work out how I intended on it working out. Yep. So it was like next best thing, looking at apartments. Oh, it's cheaper than living in the dorms or it can be cheaper than living in the dorms. Yep. All right, let's see what this is about. And so that's that's really what it took to really get over that fear, I would say, gotcha. of getting that apartment. Getting that first and apartment. one more question. I don't want to make it an interview, but like what experiences have you transferred over to this apartment, whether it is the budgeting, whether it is things you're willing to do or things you're not willing to do uh, when it comes to roommates to this apartment. What are those things? Get a girlfriend. <laughs> Get a girlfriend, boy. I'm asleep. Get a girlfriend, move in with them immediately and go full for it. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> that's definitely something that did happen, though. Um, I did meet my girlfriend at my first apartment. I would say some skills that, you know, transferred over is kind of knowing who the front desk is. Okay. Knowing the office because that'll actually help you out a lot further down the road. Like granted, some offices aren't connected to their buildings, but no, that's how it was for my first apartment. And so it took me like going, checking my mailbox all the time and them having a coffee machine. Mm-hmm. That was it because, you know, I like my coffee. So <laughs> them having a coffee machine up in there was not. That was all it took for me. And then also they had the court. So I played basketball with it too. But talking and getting to know the front desk is always in, like a fantastic thing to do because I think getting them to know who you are, like your name specifically, yeah. I would say is very important. It can open up a lot more than just hey, I don't know you, but I know you live here. Like, it can open a lot more than somebody like that. 
because if they know you, they might be willing to, you say, oh, hey, my check came in late. I need a little bit of an extension on, you know, my rent. I'm not telling y'all to do that, but <laughs> if I did need that, I would, I would assume that the office wouldn't, you know, think twice on it. They would be like, oh, of course, we'll be willing to give you that extension. You're such a great resident. You participate in all our events. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So mm -hmm. like, that's something that I took from the first apartment and translated it over to this one as well. Gotcha. Another thing I would say that kind of translated over the years of my apartment would be the budgeting aspect of it. Of course, you know, like I said, things kind of changed whenever I overanalyze things. It changed from being too expensive to actually being just enough. And so coming into this apartment, it was like same thing, basically. Mm -hmm. It was like we overanalyzed it a little bit and we ended up having way more than enough to cover everything. Yep. And so understanding that honestly the only different aspects that change from being in the first apartment to this apartment would be the rent prices because i mean you eat what you eat yeah. and so you know what you want you know what you want to buy and probably even the furnishings too because that one was fully furnished versus this one not being yep. so yeah it would just be a budgeting thing it, it definitely it's up and down but knowing that this place or knowing that um the rent is really the main factor that changes in that entire situation. Uh, it's very important to remember and to understand. Uh, so the point of me asking that, and I know it seems like a, an apartment episode now, <laughs> but the point of me asking that was so you guys can see a real life example of what one thing leading to another can do of what going from one apartment to another can do, of what taking one risk leading to another risk can do. And so understand that if it wasn't for him taking the fir first risk of getting an apartment, taking the first risk of finding people to get an apartment with, then he wouldn't be as comfortable as he is with his apartment experience now yeah. than he was two years ago. And so... Keep that in mind with everything you do is it all starts with just trying, with going after it. My first Shopify store was a complete failure. Not a single sale. My parents didn't even buy that. Mm. <laughs> My parents didn't even want to support me. And so understand that even though that didn't work, I learned so much from that experience that I know if I were to try again, and I will, especially with the podcast, I plan on doing some stuff, uh, doing some stuff as far as selling, not school supplies, but <laughs> some other stuff. Uh, I know I'm going to be a lot better equipped to do the selling, if that makes sense. And so, definitely don't don't feel like you got to hit a home run every time. You start something, I think in the major leagues, it's like three out of 10 or something like that. Like you have to hit three out of 10 to, what was it? Be like an all-star. And so it's just like it, <laughs> three out of 10, that's it. Like you don't have to hit 50% in the major leagues to be the best player in the world. Like it does, I mean, you'd be incredible, but it doesn't take all that. It's literally like three out of 10, which is crazy. 
But with that in mind, just start. You are very young. We're all very young. And we have time on our side right now. And we don't want to get to a point to where time is not on our side. And we're kicking ourselves in the butt talking about, oh, I could have done this. I could. Well, why didn't you? And so I'm, let's have that conversation now. Think about, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now. You're talking about you could have did this. You could have done that. You could have gone to league. Why didn't you? Right. And so you need to ask yourself that question today. And figure out what's getting in your way of reaching that goal. What's in your way of laying in your God forbid, not God forbid, your deathbed is going to happen. Right. And you're just like, I wish I could have done more. Do more now. Make mistakes now. Mess up now. Get into relationship. Yeah, get, in, get into relationships now. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm sticking my chest out with that one. Why? Because you never know what could happen. You never know what you could learn from that relationship. And so I'm not saying get into any relationship, make smart, calculated decisions. But what I am saying is just go for it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. You're going to learn something. Good or bad, you're either going to learn that person was right for you or you're going to learn what things you don't want in a partner and what things you need to work on as an individual when it comes to a relationship. Whether it's a serious relationship or it's a friendship, you're going to learn a lot regardless of the outcome of that relationship. So I would say that was probably the biggest risk I've ever taken. What is that? Those would be the biggest risk I've ever taken in my life. Relationships? Yeah, relationships. Seeing... People throughout, you know, my lifetime and understanding the things that I like, the things that I don't like, the things that I'm trying to stay away from in those relationships. Like, those are definitely some things that were risky. Like, you put your you put yourself on the line. You're, like, more vulnerable to someone that you're getting in a relationship with than anyone you even know. Like, no, not even your best friend, not even your mom, not even your, like, not even your dad nobody you are more vulnerable with that person you actually end up trying to be in a relationship with and it does nothing but build character on you it builds you it builds you and if that person isn't right for you then you need to understand that you need to move on because there's always somebody else that's probably something that's really really hard to take in that a lot of people will tell you but there's plenty of fish in the sea Mm -hmm. it ain't as easy as it as it said nah it's not as easy as it's said, but I would definitely say being in relationships has definitely been one of the most biggest risks I've ever taken in my life, especially the one I'm in currently, because I never knew I would be right here where I'm at living with my girlfriend, and we've been together for two and a half plus years. Yeah. That's insane to me. That is insane to say, like, We've been through so much together. And so it's definitely something that I would say is like the biggest risk I've ever taken. Gotcha. No, that's good. I like that. Another thing when it comes to taking risk is owning up to your mistakes in that risk. Like if you take a risk 
And you feel like it's calculated, like I said, you feel like it's a good it's a good risk and it doesn't work out. Own up to that because it's going to make you a better human being for it. It's going to make you more likable. Huh? Yes. Because now they see because now you own one, you own up to it. And two, it's like, oh, he messed up. He messed up too? He's human after all. You know what I mean? He's human after all. And so understand what people forget, especially on their journey of, you know, working on whatever they're working on, becoming who they want to become. You're going to go through a lot of things. You're going to go through a lot of trial. You're going to go through a lot of error. And people don't want their trials to become their testimony because they feel like they have to be perfect. They feel like they should just immediately be at the testimony. But like that's just not how it works. You have to go through hard things first. You have to bump your head a few times. You gotta hit the. I'm trying. I'm just coming up with the analogy now. But you, you, you have to hit your head a few times before it finally starts clicking. Before it finally starts working for you. And so, when it comes to like the end goal, you should be able to say yes. I've I've messed up. I've I've started a shop that didn't sell anything. I started a podcast that wasn't successful for a year or two. And then year three, it blew up. I thought about quitting multiple times, but I stuck with it. And look what happened. Like that, that's an inspirational story. That's the story I personally want to hear. Not, oh yeah, I started a podcast and it blew up within a year and everything's going great. Like that's no disrespect, but that's boring. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I respect it, but I'd have a lot more respect for people. And I'd have a stronger connection to someone that went through a lot more heartache. Not because I want them to go through heartache, but because I know what heartache feels like. Now, I know what it feels like to go through what they went through compared to somebody that just had a straight line straight to success. Mm-hmm. And so there's benefits, believe it or not, to taking chances and failing. It's you get that human factor attached to you now. You get that imperfection factor attached to you. Like, it's it's okay. Stuff doesn't work out sometimes. You just got to keep going. So definitely keep that in mind as, as well when it comes to, you know, taking risks, like it's, it's okay. It could work in your benefit later on, but you have to stick with it. Yeah. We said it early a little bit, but I'm going to reiterate it once more. Uh, You never know what it is that is way down the line. Like when doing something, you may even find a passion in doing that thing. There is no telling what it is you would want to do that's out there that you have never even experienced or never known about or never tried because you've never been in the circle, you know, to do something going out and being a part of that group might even influence you just to go out and do whatever it is that they're doing. And it might be something you enjoy doing. It might be something you're really good at. There's no telling. Like another risk I've taken is fixing my car and like, it's, it's an engine. And like I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about the dashboard. I'm not talking about fixing a cup holder. Like I'm talking about getting in the engine and fixing the engine. 
And like, there's big risk to that. Like, you could blow up your engine, you know, messing around doing the wrong things or not connecting all the parts together. And so I remember I had to fix, uh, what was it? I had to fix one of, one of my sensors because my sensors stopped working. And so I literally had to go halfway into the engine, like take the top half of the engine off and get in there. And so I remember having to do that. And the first time I tried to do it, there was one part I didn't have. A piece of the engine would not come off. Like, And I was there for six, seven hours. And I was like, I give up. And so I, I, put, it, I put the whole car back together and left. I was like, I, I'll figure it out another week. And so I came back the next week. And this is just compounding of what we've been saying the whole episode. Things lead to greater things. Lessons lead to bigger lessons. I came back and I knew exactly the parts I needed. I knew exactly what tools I needed. I knew everything I needed. And that process literally took three hours from undoing, fixing the sensor, putting back on and being good to go literally only took like three hours the second time. Because I went through all the heartache the first time. I knew what it was like to find, having to go find missing tools. That was half my problem the first time, was trying to find all the tools. But I knew where all the tools were. I knew where all the, all the supplies I needed. I knew, I knew where everything was the second time. That way, when I attacked it again, I had, one, a clear mind. And two, I knew exactly what needed to get done. And I executed and got it done. And so that's just another example of just me pounding it in y'all's head. That's just another example of it's okay if it doesn't work out the first time. I'm going to leave y'all with a quote. <clears throat> quote by Sarah Parrish. Sarah. <laughs> so living with fear stops us from taking risk. And if you don't go out on that branch, you'll never, you'll never be able to get the fruit. Mm. I'm going to let y'all, you know, do what you will with that. But I'm going to just say that that goes into my being uncomfortable factor that I always bring to the table when we talk on the podcast. It is extremely important for you guys to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because when you're uncomfortable, you're in your best state of mind and you're growing rapidly. Like Latrell did whenever he was fixing the engine. He grew at a very as a, at a much faster pace because he knew he didn't need to go through all of that time, you know, in order to get what he needed to get done, done. So whenever he, you know, figured it out three hours, boom, that's like a 50% jump right exactly. there, 50% jump. So understanding that if you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, being, un being comfortable with being in awkward situations, you know what I'm saying? Like even... When it comes to meeting new people, if you can get comfortable with that, that was like one of the worst fears I ever had in my life. Whenever I got to UNT, I was so uncomfortable because I knew no one here. And then I went out and made those friends. And here we are today. I'm sitting across from one of my best friends. And so I wouldn't have been able to say that if I was not okay with being okay in that awkward situation or with awkward situations that I have within myself. So I'm sure it was very awkward or uncomfortable for Latrell to get under that engine and do it all himself whenever he could have easily taken it to the shop 
ain't got it done. I, I'm, I'm going to say he should have done that. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> when he when you could have done that, like now he knows a little bit more about engine and cars. Yep. He can probably wear that on his chest or on his shoulder and say, oh, yeah, I know a little bit. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Look at the carburetor. Let me, let me yeah, take a yeah, look. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, there's always something you can gain when it comes to an uncomfortable situation, and you never know where you might end up. You never know where you might end up. Definitely, y'all. I'm, I'm not saying nothing else. Glenn just dropped the mic. Glenn <laughs> just he just dropped the mic. So I got nothing else for y'all. I'm going to let that marinate in y'all's spirit for a little bit. And that's the episode. We talked a lot about not only, you know, just trying, but failure and getting back up and, you know, putting in the work and understand that some things lead to bigger and better things. So, you know, take this, take this information, take these nuggets and run with them because, they will get you far if you actually apply this information. Guys, please check out the description, read it, follow us on all our social medias, hit us up in the last link down below if you do want to support the podcast. Uh, we, we try to provide as much value as we can, and if you see that value, then do us a favor and definitely support us on a monthly basis down there. Uh, hit us up on social media and ask us more questions. We're liking the feedback that we're getting now, but we want more feedback. We want more. We want to know what we can do better. We want to know what's not really working for you guys. Please leave, leave the good and the bad in the Instagram DM so we know how to improve on a week-to-week basis. On a day-to-day basis. Forget week-to-week. On a day-to-day basis. And with that, y'all take it easy. Peace. Peace.